Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 1, Season 3 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, I'd like to say good evening to Richie, but he hasn't made it here yet. Um, he doesn't know how to use his computer properly. Um, so we'll leave the welcoming to him till he jumps in. But while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8 p.m., we've got Paul, though. How are you, Paul? Welcome it's been in, a long Senate. time. Yeah. Welcome. It's been a long time. How have you been? I've been, I've been yes, I, I, I've been good, thank you. Uh, since you've uh, since we last talked on, on shows, I've started a new business making wooden toys. And, um, uh, and, and yeah, it's been a, all, all sorts of uh, wonderful things um, have been... Uh, been going on and obviously all the fun and games that COVID does bring but um, I thought I'd jump on because I was, I was going to before Richie arrives I could ask you a couple of uh, sort of key questions to to, 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 to kick us off um, and, sure. and be topical I have the NRL yet come out and said they will not be hosting any games in Russia because right? obviously with the whole um, Ukrainian thing I mean we've all sports organizations seem to be coming out uh, and, uh, and making this stand, I just want to check the NRL is, is in sync with everyone else, whether they're being a bit redneck and saying, no, nah, no, nah, uh, we don't care. No, 100% they've decided they're not taking the games to Russia anymore, as they do every year, Paul. Um, <laughs> they, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a, a sport that doesn't really get affected by it. Um, obviously, it's a, not a great thing that's happening over there right now, but I don't even think we have any Russian players. Um in the NRL, so I think that's something they won't pay or, attention to. Or Ukrainian players. Or Ukrainian, yeah. yeah. I think the closest is the Trebojevic brothers, who are um, Serbian. Ah, okay, well, there we go. Um, um, it's, it, it's not a good thing. Let's put it, it's a shit thing that's happening, folks, uh, and it's all wrong and shouldn't be happening, um, but yeah, we just uh, thought I'd make a little joke uh, at the beginning of the um, of the show. Um, and um, while Richie still battled with his tech, um, the uh, it looks like I might be going to uh, Mount Smart more frequently than you this year, um, as I'll be at uh, Mount Smart for Moana Pacifica versus the Crusaders um, this coming weekend. 
Um, but I guess the good news is that uh, we will at least see, or hopefully we'll at least, it looks like we're going to see the Warriors back home sometime this year. Fingers crossed. Um, ideally, uh, we spoke before we went live that there was meant to be five games at Mount Smart at the end of the year um, due to the current plans that were put in place um, for New Zealand. The first game, which unfortunately was going to be against the Panthers, um, which would have been a great first game at Mount Smart. That one has now been taken back to Australia, but they are hopeful that the next game, which is against the Tigers in July, will be the first game back at Mount Smart, and they're scheduled, if everything goes to plan, to have four games there. And that's which, a good game to have back, isn't it? Because I mean, the Tigers are pretty shit. So it's, it's a good, yeah. it's a good opportunity for a win there. Yeah, exactly. And um, I believe, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but there is a game against the Storm at Mount Smart. So at least they would have, it'll be a tough game, but it's a, still a good game to be able to watch, hopefully. Um, yeah, and there you go. Simon said, hey, Simon. Simon said that some Super League clubs have partnerships um, with Ukrainian league clubs. So there you go. Um, so that's, yeah, obviously Super League based, obviously, out of... Uh... Well, predominantly England, um, but yeah. uh, with uh, with the team, in, uh, I, I don't know, are the, the uh, Catalan There's, Dragons still involved? Um, so yeah, they they got two t two French teams in there now um, after the promotion relegation of last season. So um, so yeah, so so but yeah, but not but not NRL as we've uh, as we as, we, as we've kind of said. Um, I don't know what Richie's up to. Um, he has, he's just messaged me and said he's having issues with the PC and he'll jump on as soon as he can. But um, I can, if you want to sit with me, we can go through the rest of it till he gets here. Absolutely. Why not? Um, so, yeah, tonight is going to be our prediction show. So, um, Richie and I have decided on a, a couple of categories that we're going to pick. Uh, like we've got leading try scorer, minor premiers, Dallium, and so on. Um, that we're going to pick and keep a record of. So in our season um, review at the end of the year, we can see if we have any idea on what we're actually talking about. Um, so well, that'll I'm, be interesting. I'm expecting a, um, a nice flashy graphic of it all, Brad, once, um, with, with, your, with your wonderful Canva skills. Um, yeah. Once uh, I've got them all here, I've got all the picks, so I will... Um, do some uh, canvas work while I'm meant to be doing my real job um, on my screens and hopefully make something so we can keep a record and bring them up on that show and see if we're, we're right or wrong. But um, also do check out some Inga's League wrap-up on both Twitter and Facebook where I'm sure Brad will whack, those, um, whack that graphic as well up on the old socials. So uh, search for yeah. Inga's League wrap-up. Um, and we'll also cover some news stories and answer some questions that we've prepared for ourselves and hopefully some questions from you guys too um, before ending the night with a preview of next week's show. So um, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show and we may as well just go into this top stories, Paul. Um, be interesting to hear your take on these as you're so <laughs> prolific with the NRL. Um this one's oh, right up the alley. I'm a bit disappointed that we've got to the third season, uh, something like the 70 off, seventy odd show, and you've still not sent me a, a Warriors jersey to wear during the shows. But anyway, go on. I don't, I don't wear a Warriors jersey myself during the show. <laughs> now I, I do like that you've got that we've now got an extra jersey in the background from from last year with the uh, black and yellow one uh, hanging up nicely uh, over there, which is great yeah. to see. 
that's the jersey everyone hates so it's the jersey i keep out there and yeah i've got my new frame jersey that i won off wendy's so um i thought i'd better put that up as well so it's not just collecting dust somewhere um but yeah, my first news topic is the NRL. Um, you've been on the show enough now to know that they like to change rules. Um, they've done it again. But um, this one, I'm actually for. Uh, they have made one change, which is, um, I've written it down here, a penalty will be awarded if a team commits a ruck infringement or has a player inside the 10 metres while being inside the 40-metre zone of the team in possession. So last year, you might remember... They did the six again, where any time there was a penalty, they just said six again. And what was happening was um, a team stuck in their own 40 would get infringed on and just get repeat sets, but it didn't really do anything um, to give them the advantage because they were stuck on their own try line. Uh, Bias Warriors fan, it happens to the Warriors a lot on the first or second tackle. So effectively, it was tackle zero, they would infringe and they'd say new set tackle zero so it didn't really do much um and it was a lot of the the teams that made it deep um that were were really good at doing it storm and penrith for example were really good at infringing early um when they're not in the red zone so um it's good it will um hopefully stop that but um what's what's your take on that type of change paul with your, your oh, look, I mean, it, it's as you say it, it's uh, it, it lets people exit their own um uh their own half definitely we, we, which will, will take a lot of the pressure off uh and uh, so teams will not push that line quite so much to try and maybe get a turnover or or something or, or, or slow the ball down so so much while they get the defense re- reset so yeah no i think it'd be a good uh, it's a good move to to to, to make teams behave more um but whilst as it's only you say it's only going to affect uh the your, your early early sets in your own half um so therefore we're going to keep the speed of the game up we're yeah. not going to slow the game down but we are going to give people the advantage um but um richie do you agree with me there have i gone and uh, got all the given it the the, the correct uh, technical and uh, deep analysis that you'd expect from an, from a normal nrl pundit yeah outstanding Paul, um, we'll keep you on, I think. <laughs> at, least, at least Paul's on time as well. So that's always yeah. handy. Sorry, um, uh, ladies and gents, technical difficulties. But I was listening backstage and, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. We talked a bit about it last year, Brad, and how, yeah. how frustrating it can be the teams that are good at milking that system um, just milk it continuously and, and have – have no impact just just have positive benefits for them so yeah i'm a big fan of this rule change and we were calling for it last year so good to see that yeah the nrl's taking action yeah and simon's also mentioned that um there was no issues in changing rules before the season starts yeah i think that's the main thing that was our biggest gripe last year as well where they decide to change rules like six to ten rounds into a season um mm. which isn't good it, it puts everyone on the back foot but if you do it in the preseason. Well, even before trials started, um, it gives teams the right time to actually prepare or find a way around them. And yeah, Mark's here too, eh, Mark? Hello, Mark. Laughing at, laughing yeah, we, at had, we, we had Richie stuck in the green room. Uh, we, where, we, where, where, we had all his, uh, all his prerequisites, all his, uh, uh, please remove all the blue M&Ms um, from, from the bowl and things like that. <laughs> they, 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 make, they demands of us. We're a yeah. professional outfit here, so um, we've got to have things like that. 
Um, but yeah, um, anything you want to say, Richie, since we haven't seen you in like forever um, before we jump into the rest of the news? No, let's jump into the news. It's great to see you guys and it's great to be back talking 40. So yeah, it was frustrating yeah. being backstage, backstage there. You know, it was, um, <laughs> I was wanting to, I was chomping at the bit to get into it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, next bit of news, it's kind of flows on, but Latrell Mitchell, um, he's got his suspension uh, reduced by a week due to not being able to play in the All-Stars game. After the NRL approved that, um, the Warriors and Storm decided to to go, sir, may we please talk to you and um, get the same treatment. And the NRL kind of painted themselves into a corner by agreeing to Latrell. They kind of had to say yes to the other two, and they did. So Reese Walsh has had his suspension reduced by a week, and Brandon Smith as well. Means Brandon Smith will be free to play round one, uh, but Reese won't get to play until round two. Um, what are your takes on it? I am perfectly fine with it due to the fact that they made the decision with Latrell and then flowed it through. Um, if they had said no to Latrell, I wouldn't complain either um, for any three. But yeah, I, I like that they moved it across. I know Jordan Rapana didn't get the same mm-hmm. treatment, but yes. for some reason he was allowed to play in the All-Stars game. So I feel that if he hadn't played in the All-Stars, he would have got the same treatment. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, uh, being a Warriors fan, I don't mind it at all because we get Reese Walsh back around earlier than expected. So, yeah, yeah I'm not going to say anything bad about that ruling, although Ricky, Ricky Stewart, um, yeah, Ricky Stewart's left seething and he's had a bit of a go at the NRL for it. I feel I feel like Ricky's probably more upset due to the fact that Rapana added to his suspensions in that game. Yeah, <laughs> So um, if he had been told he wasn't allowed to play in it he wouldn't have added to it with his shoulder charges and whatnot but um when when isn't ricky stewart um seething though exactly let's be honest it's not an nrl season if ricky stewart's not upset so um we're starting we're starting the season how we should um another bit of news goes with um trent robertson it was announced yesterday trent robertson the head coach of the roosters um, has extended his time as head coach there until the end of 2028. Um, what are your thoughts on that? It's, I feel like it's a, um, it's a great move. I guess he he's one of the best coaches around. Um, 2028 is a long time. Um, I guess you can have that kind of faith in a coach of that level um, to stay the distance. But uh, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, just locking him away for as long as they can. I can't blame them. He's, as far as coaches come, he's pretty much top draw up there with Bellamy and and, and the like. So why wouldn't you look at the storm? Yeah. They've held on to Bellamy for so long and, and he's done nothing but bring them good results. I think I think Trent Robinson's in that same sort of uh, echelon of coaches. So why wouldn't you try and lock him away? Yeah. I guess it's just surprising for me as a Warriors fan to hear a coach having a deal for five or six years uh, because I that doesn't happen at, at our lovely little club. But um, that was all I had on the news until today where we got more news. So um, before we go, yes, Paul. Really? I agree. And Chris over in, uh, on the English League wrap-up um, Facebook page is uh, Ricky's a crybaby um, around all that kind of stuff. We've also got uh, Nigel Phillips and uh, TK 
um, watching there as well. And um, Tiki asks, um, who saw Walker coming? They were, see, he, he's, stealing my, he's stealing my news off me. That was my next bit. So <laughs> that happened today? That's been, that's, been, that's been around for a couple of days, hasn't it? No, it no. Got, announced, got announced a couple of hours ago. Oh, okay. It blindsided yeah. us. Yeah, um, so yes, um, as was just mentioned, Dylan Walker has signed a three-year deal with the Warriors starting in 2023. Um, I put a post out there as soon as I heard, um, and... Um, we we spoke about it as well. Um, I'm I'm happy with the signing. I think um, he could add a lot of experience in the centres. Is also quite handy in other positions. Um, could be a, a perfect number fourteen, especially with the likes of Cody Nikarima leaving the club at the end of next year or end of this year. Sorry, um, but yeah, completely blindsided. I had heard no rumours. Um, Mark's still watching. Mark's you know. Um, He's part of the Warrior staff, so I assume he's known for weeks. Um, but he didn't let us know. Um, but yeah, what are, what are your takes on it? What first being the surprise, and then what you think of him as a player and uh, addition to the roster? I think it's a very handy addition to the roster. Like you sort of mentioned, everything he can cover. So he covers the sense as well, covers the halves. Uh, he covers the 14 off the bench uh, role really well, and he did that when he came back from injury last year with Manly, and he did it to great effect. I thought he was, I thought he had a big impact on their upward trend later in the season. So I'm really excited about it, and pleasantly surprised. Like you, like you, I, I hadn't heard any rumours or anything like that, so was caught off guard. But I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mind it at all. If he can come here and bring that same sort of impact he did with Manly, uh, I think he'll have really good benefit for our squad. Yeah, definitely. And Mark's just commented that he was blindsided too. So it's great to protect your sources there and, and lie live here, Mark. That's cool. Um, I know I know where, where your loyalties lie, so um, that's fine. Um, but yeah, he's Mark's also just made another comment saying he was one of the best on field in the All Stars game, and that that's true. And like, yeah, I'll just further add to what you said. Uh, I think he was great for Manly last year. Mm. Um, they changed his role around. Um, I I know there's a lot of stigma against him for behavioural issues, but I feel like in the last few years he's kind of taken that back a peg. Um, it's either that or everyone else is just doing worse stuff, so he's going under the radar. Mm. But, um, yeah, I think it's exciting. And it's it's weird to start talking about how nice the roster looks for 2023 when we still have a whole year of this year to actually focus on. But um, you put in Dylan Walker, Nakora, um, not, not Nakora, what's his name? Um, Metcalf and the like. Metcalf, yeah. Um, there's a lot of nice talent coming in and yeah, it means we're going to lose a few um, this year as well, unfortunately. But um, exciting times, but uh, this year isn't over yet. So we'll we'll just keep that as a twinkle in the eye for later on. Um, but yeah, after that good news, we may as well bring in some bad news. Um, Paul. Oh, so I was about to say, because you said that yeah, there's no more news until today. So I guess you, I thought your news was about to finish. I'll say, the lack of cocaine stories has got to have been a good news over the last sort of few months because we haven't had any since pretty much the end of last year, have we? 
Well, it's preseason now, so you, you got to keep that stuff off. That wait till oh. Mad Monday. Um, give us give us a couple of months, Paul, yeah, and it'll be back. Um, but yeah, the Raiders have been dealt a, a cruel blow. Um, Richie mm. Jamal Fogarty faces four months on the sidelines after injuring his knee, and Sharks have been have lost their captain Wade Graham for at least six weeks with an ankle injury. Um, we'll we'll talk about it soon in our our predictions for the top eight, but. What do you think that does to the Sharks and the Raiders in terms of their season aspirations to lose key players for that long? It's a shame for the Raiders. I mean, he was brought in as Fogarty was brought in as their their new half, and, and we know that the Raiders really struggled for, for quality in that area last year with George Williams leaving, and and they really struggled most of the season. But you know, definitely the lack of a quality half was felt by the Raiders and, and I think Fogarty's a really good player and did a good job for the Titans. So it was interesting to watch, to, to see where he ended up and how he ended up affecting the Raiders. But now we'll have, we'll have to wait a wee while. Um, Simon's probably not too pleased with that news. But, yeah, hopefully the Raiders can, can patch it together and go on without him and... Wade Graham for the Sharks, yeah, that's it's a shame for them as well because he's, you know, he he adds a lot to them when he's there, real leadership and a real hard man style of game, and yeah, I'm sure even with their great additions, they'll miss Wade Graham. Um, yeah, but yeah, they've got some good additions coming in, so they'll probably, I think, I feel like they'll do better than the Raiders will losing Fogarty. Yeah, I'm the same. I think the Sharks, it's a big loss, but it's a loss that they can manage. But losing yeah. your your key playmaker in your in your team um, for the Raiders, which was what Fogarty was designed to be, um, I think it's, yeah, it's going to be difficult. Um, I'm not sure how they'll cope until he's back. Um, we'll see. Um, I said the same about the Roosters last year when they lost um, Luke Carey. And they went from strength to strength. So who knows? Um, for Simon, hopefully they do okay um, until they play the Warriors. Um, we'll, <laughs> we'll just see. But that was all I really had for the news. There wasn't too much if, unless I wanted to go all the way back, but we didn't want to load it up too much. So um, we'll just do a quick run over of the trials. Um, obviously, due to a lot of horrible flooding in Queensland, the Warriors trial was cancelled. Um, Warriors vs. Titans. But... We did see the Raiders defeat Manly 18 to 16. Um, the Tigers got their only win for the year, basically, um, when they beat the, tire, uh, beat the Roosters 16 to 8. Um, the Eels beat the Panthers 36 0. Um, the Dragons somehow uh, defeated the Rabbitohs 16 10. Um, Cowboys defeated the Broncos 26 6. Storm defeated the Knights 24 10. And Sharks defeated the Bulldogs 30 to 6. Um, did you watch any of the trials or did any of the games impress or surprise you? Um, yeah, I, I did. I did catch them, Brad. Um, nothing really surprised me due to it being preseason. The Eels with the big win of the, over the Panthers would be surprising, but I don't think you'll ever see that in the regular season. Uh, no. And the Cowboys winning big over the Broncos, that they normally have pretty close games. Um, and the Bulldogs, it was really interesting watching the Bulldogs because they had their 
a lot of their new recruits playing, so it was interesting to see how they fared. And obviously, the Sharks put a bit of a score on them. Uh, Nico Hines was looking really good at, for the Sharks, yeah. actually, their new signing. So no real big surprises because nothing really surprised me in preseason. You take any sort of results with a pinch of salt because, yeah. um, you know, teams are just trying out different combinations and then um, using their bench heavily. And, uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, good games, though. It's really great to have some footy back to watch. Um, I'm sure you loved it, Brad. Yeah, um, she won't be watching, so um, I won't get in trouble. But the Warriors' first trial game, as you know, um, my sister decided to have her wedding on the same day. So um, I was in the back of the reception watching it on my phone um, and cost me a fortune in data because it was in the middle of a paddock in the middle of nowhere. And Paul was about to abuse me. I told Warriors come first, right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed you went to the wedding. Right, this is this is this is unheard of. I mean, mm, a, a Warriors right. game on, and you didn't, and, and you actually went to an event. This this just flabbergasted me that you actually were willing to just watch it on a small screen. Um, that's just wow. It Regular season, it wouldn't happen. Regular I season, had, it was only a trial I, game. I had family down from Auckland, so and we went out, so I didn't actually catch it live. I watched it delayed. But I was messaging Brad for updates, and I was surprised that he was actually not home during a Warriors game as well. Blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I how dare she have a wedding um, during a league match? I mean, she, she should know I, this. We, <laughs> I can honestly tell you, Simon, we actually had that conversation. Said, um, you've, you've, I don't doubt it. <laughs> you've known this for weeks, and I told you the period of time in the year where the Warriors are up. And you decided to pick like the very first week everything starts. So, um, yeah, it's what happens when you're in a, a family that doesn't like league and you're the only one. Um, they don't care. But she at least wasn't upset that I was watching the Warriors in the back. So, um, but yeah, that one, um, we may as well cover that a little bit before we move on since we didn't have a Warriors trial. Did you have any takeaways? I know you watched the replay. Um, as did I, I went and watched it on a big TV as soon as I could. Um, mm. What were your takeaways from that one trial? Well, I'll say it again. I, you sort of take results in the trial trial matches with a grain of salt, but it was lovely to see us beat the Storm. That's that's the biggest takeaway. It's, it's, it feels like it's been so long. Um, so even though it was a trial, I was celebrating it, but... Yeah, I mean, we look we look good, and, and a lot of the a lot of the new guys we brought in were looking quite good as well. Um, you know, we saw some pretty good contributions from guys we hadn't seen uh, in a Warriors jersey before, which was which was good. Um, yeah, it's just nice to see us put a bit of a score on the Storm and come away with the win. Um, anything anything catch your eye, Brad? What do you think of the like the big sort of big name signings like Ash Taylor and? Um, Ash Taylor was a bit quieter than I would have liked. I wanted to see a bit more from him and was hoping to get that in the second trial, see Mm. how he would pair up with Sean Johnson. But um, the likes of Rocco Berry, I thought, looked really good. Um, We we finally have another centre in the NRL that knows that you can pass to that guy standing outside you. Um, There's not a lot of them that do that. Um, But, you know, we lost Peter Hicku, who was... Again, one of the only other guys that knows to pass to a winger. But we've got Rocco in there doing the same thing. Um, 
very good and he can do it he can pass both ways quite well um mm. you know he, he's got a rugby union background so he does know how to pass to his winger because that's a big thing in union so um and yeah so i said premiership's not won in much yeah and i know um it's just the whole it's just a trial mentality but i've also seen the other side of it where the warriors will lose a trial match and it's doom and gloom and the world's over um I appreciate wins when they come. Um, and I just liked looking at the combinations, um, yep. seeing how they work and seeing um, Chanel and Reese Walsh combining the second mm. rowers, uh, the front rowers combining with the second rowers and then getting it out to the edges. Um, all that type of stuff, which is just going to become muscle memory for when it actually matters. Mm. Yeah. Um, it was nice to see Reese Walsh still hitting those cutout balls and any. Yeah managed to get one to Rituva for a try in the corner. And was, I know you've been itching to see him get a run and, and see how he went, Brad. So what do you think yeah. of him? I, he's still very green, but um, where the Warriors are decades behind with the um, what every sports or every rugby union and rugby league team in the planet knows, that you have at least one big Fijian winger. You have to. It's just, you have to. And we, yeah. we don't, we've, we haven't done that in a very long time. I can't remember. Can you remember uh, the last Fijian we had, if, if ever? Mark will probably comment. He'll know. Mark, Mark will snap one off the top of his head instantly. Um, I can't no, think I mean, of one off the top of my head. We've been pretty tonguing heavy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just good to see um, your traditional um, giant Fijian winger that's mm. quick as a hiccup as well. So, um, yeah. I, I did mention it in my top five to watch. I don't expect him to be um, named round one, but I think midway to the end of the season, he might start to get a look in if there's some injuries or some drops in form. Um, he But he'll probably spend a lot of time in reserve grade this year, just getting up to speed. Um, but yeah, he, he's an exciting prospect. Indeed. I, sorry, a, a team based in South Auckland being Tom and Heavy. I mean, surprise, surprise there. Um, look, I mean, <laughs> but um, the uh, uh, and where can people catch that that uh, five to watch that you uh, that you did, Brad? Um, so I that's on my website, um, bradinger3.blogspot.com, which is uh, trailing, which is uh, on the bottom of the screen there, folks. Yeah, and um, I also did them as individual pictures on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that as well. Um, and yeah, yeah. Chris so um, Kane Evans apparently was Fijian. There you go. Chris came in yeah. clutch. Um, but he's not a Fijian winger. Um, he was barely a Fijian player. But um, <laughs> he, yeah. he's he's. Gone. I thought we vowed, <laughs> I thought we vowed not to talk about Kane Evans anymore. Um, but um, yeah, we do have a question in um in, on on the Ingers, Ingers League um, wrap up page uh, says from TK saying, can someone please explain how you can have five co captains? The Tigers. Referring to. The Tigers. Well, the thing, TK, is the Tigers aren't a very good team, so um, it doesn't really matter. They could have ten captains, and it's not going to affect their results. I don't understand it. I most most clubs will have a captain and a leadership team, like the Warriors. They talked about it last year. They had um, Roger was the captain, but he had Tohu, Ken Mamalo was in there, Wade Egan there was like a whole bunch that were around him in a leadership team, but to actually have 
yeah, five official captains. I personally don't understand it. Um, but if it works for the Tigers, I guess. What do you reckon, Richie? It's probably the same number of of wins they're going to get all year. So at least they'll be able to have one captain do a winning speech, uh, one different captain do a winning speech uh, for each one this year. Yeah, the only time I, I like the look of having more than one captain is if your captain's a front rower. Um where your front row is going to be on off on the pine for quite a bit. So, but then I would have two. I'd have like ready to pop the question. The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A, a front rower and then maybe a, a back or a hooker or something, just so when they're off, there is someone out there. But there's no need to have five. But, yeah, um, if that makes the Tigers happy, um whatever floats their boat, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's not a thing I would do. And Simon also mentioned, hopefully the Tigers can finish in ninth place where they belong. Um, one day, I don't I don't think it will happen this year. Um, but yeah, we'll see. But that was a good question. We may as well jump straight into ours before we go into our predictions, Richie. Um, I'll ask you my one first. Um, my question is, are you concerned that the Warriors only had one trial match? Not not overly. I think given the form that we showed against the Storm, I'm, I'm sort of happy enough. Uh, there might be a couple people underdone. Say Sean Johnson, for instance, would have been good to see him um, get a bit of game time under his belt. But I think he's at the stage in his career now where I think he's experienced enough. He's been there and done that. Uh, he knows what to expect come round one. Uh, I think our first four or five rounds... Our opposition uh, is pretty favourable opposition. Really, if you were to pick a few, uh, four or five teams to start against, the, I think we're getting quite a few of the bottom eight from last yeah. year uh, in the first few rounds this year. So um, I think if we're not winning a lot of those games, it's um, it's not boding well for our season anyway. So, no, I'm not overly concerned. I think we're still in a good position to sort of start off well, the boys look pretty fit, and I, by all accounts, the preseason's been going well. So, you know, I think we'll, we're still in a pretty good position to hit the ground running come round one. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen it um, because I'm selfish and I want to watch yeah, the Warriors, of course. But um, and to see like who would who really would mesh well with Sean, um, 
they've obviously been doing a lot of that in the preseason and themselves, so they will know. It's just we don't. Um, but yeah, and um, we saw a lot of injuries in those trial games this week, so mm. that's a positive that there was no injuries to the Warriors um, due to them not playing. So yeah, I'm kind of the same. Uh, I'm not concerned, um, but yeah, I would have liked to have seen one. But what's your question for me? We kind of covered the game just a little bit before, but I wanted to ask you about the game against the Storm. So yeah. what were you most impressed with in the in the trial win over the Storm? Um, I'll try to go a bit away from what I answered it with, but Rocco Berry for one, which mm. I've already just discussed, but um, Eli Katoa, I yes. think, was really strong. Um, I know we've talked back and forth because I'm currently in the process of finishing my my written season preview, and I pick who I believe I would pick um, for my 17, and I didn't have him in my list. He didn't make my 17, and then after watching that trial, it's like, oh, I might have to get him in there somehow. Um, and it's I talked about it with you. It's There's a lot of players that will – good players that will miss out on spots, and that's a great mm. problem to have. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, seeing guys like him, I thought Ben Murdoch-Masilla – look good um he's lost some weight and he, he looked um really good uh i thought montoya looked strong um yeah. out the back and yeah there was a lot of good things um i was a bit worried about the edge defense which is a worry i have every year um but like at the start when the storm got those two easy tries um down the left edge it was like oh no um this, it's just same old problem but that got fixed as the game went on so mm. um yeah i i came out of that with more positives than negatives at least it's good so who starts in the number one jersey for you come round one um i would be putting dallin there myself yeah me too. um i know nathan brown wants chanel there but i think there you could put dallin who's played for his country at fullback there for one game and bring adam pompey onto the wing to replace him um i feel i feel that's not going to happen um but if i was coach that's what i would be doing um it just makes sense to have a guy that's played for his country in that position playing it when you need help but um what do i know um, was there any other questions, Paul, before we move on to predictions? Um, well, Mark, obviously we had a comment from Simon, except I'm hoping that the uh, Tigers have finished ninth, and uh, Mark was saying that uh, Tigers are a basket case for club. I just thought I'd bring up last season's table um, just to remind people as to uh, where uh, where the team's finished. And, yeah, Tigers there in uh, 13th place, um, but only six points – or only, sorry, four points behind uh, – um, behind ninth, just to on the, on that uh, eighth ninth there. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, not uh, not a massive uh, leap to see them uh, jump up to that mid table place. I, I expect to see them slide. Um, I would pick them. Uh, spoiler: I would have picked them as my wooden spoon prediction, but I have dug myself a hole with another team that I have to live with. <laughs> so, I am. I'm going well, to stick with not that. Like the dragons last year. It, it is. It is still the dragons. Um, <laughs> I buried my myself in that hole last year with my my hatred for them. So I have to keep that on. So that's one I I'm probably going to get wrong in our predictions. 
but um yeah i'll I'll live with it i guess um, the other question is who who is doing the um uh the behind the scenes documentary this year um uh, because obviously it was such a roaring success for the tigers um yeah i don't i don't see any teams putting their hands up um a lot of i i know cameron george talked about it when he was asked would that be something um he'd like the warriors to do and he kind of pointed out like the distraction of having the cameras there all the time and that it it seemed to have a negative effect on the tigers um personally i think like Mark said, they're a basket case anyway. So with or without cameras, I don't think they would have been better. But having cameras in your face with all that stuff probably doesn't help, especially a lot of these guys aren't used to that, um, having a camera following them everywhere um, and the change rooms are at training or all that thing. So, um, yeah, no one's been, um, been announced to have a documentary. And, yeah, we'll just keep an ear to the ground and see if anything does develop, but I doubt it. And that comes down to how good the production company is doing the documentary. Um, and yeah. clearly, they got one that didn't um, uh, that, uh, uh, that, that that didn't do well. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, Simon agrees with you that he thinks it's a, that, that, that doesn't that teams don't generally do well. But I think the uh, the one uh, there was one done by Mo- Movie Star, which is a, a cycling team, uh, which is very good on Netflix, apparently. So uh, I think it's and if you think about. Um, I mean, Formula One has has managed to grab a young market through uh, through its kind of behind the scenes and documentary kind of style shows. Uh, so I think it's something that they, that sports need to look at to try and grab that younger generation. Um, mm. And it's definitely a way they can broaden their fan base if they do it properly. Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely a good way to get other um, more eyes on the on the product. Um, but yeah, if if it's not done right, like you said there, and teams actually do worse because of it, you won't have other teams itching to be the next team. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they need to find that balance. Um, I still think the Warriors would be a great one just for the the story for the last mm. two, three years of being stuck in another country. And um, like last season, players with children going to five different schools in one year because they keep getting moved around. Um all the off the field stuff and that would be really fascinating um because you kind of forget it when you're sitting there hurling abuse at them for dropping a ball um, <laughs> well th- thankfully you've only been able to um, hurl abuse at your tv so they've not actually heard you being hurled abuse at but it's like it's it's also much would be it's would have been yeah a, a good one unfortunately uh that yeah, the, yeah. The, that boat or that horse is bolted um mm. i'm really i'm really upset that you didn't take back take up my uh Tigers and roaring success, kind of pun there, and you, you, you let this float straight by. Jeez, yeah. no, it, it wasn't good, Paul. Um, but it's the first show back, so give yourself some slack. It's okay. Um, but we may as well go um, go into our predictions now, Richie. Um, sure. Oh yeah. Before that, Simon's just mentioned that um, Sky Sports already made that um, the code with the breakers. Yeah, so they've done that with the breakers about being stuck in Australia. Um, so yeah, but I just think, yeah, the Warriors story is better because I'm a Warriors fan because, um, I can't support the Breakers because my cousin plays for another team. So I'm not allowed to support the Breakers. And of course, you're not being able to organize that uh, interview with me for your cousin yet, but there you go. Um, but okay. some, and also, I also can't even Warriors. get him to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> also, the Warriors are a much more high profile, um, 
team, aren't they, than the, the, the breakers, let's be honest. Um, mm. The Warriors are playing in the best uh, rugby league competition in the world. Uh, the breakers are not playing in the best basketball competition in the world yeah, yeah. at the end of the day. Um, so that, yeah, it's, a, it's a big difference. Yeah. They've at least won championships, though. Um, but, yeah, first one I had was leading try score, Richie. Um, who did you have? I went with Alex Johnston. Uh, I feel like that's a pretty safe pick. I think he he's he's normally up there in in the top three or four. So I think he won't be far off. So I've gone with Alex Johnston. Yeah. Um, oh, I just see a question from Simon. It was read to wrap. He said, "Did my cousin play in the basketball World Cup qualifiers last week? He did. He got to play only one game. He played in the game a few days ago." Only got a couple of minutes, but he's a hundred percent on a shooting. He nailed a three, um, but yeah, he did. There's there's at least one anger out there doing something with his life, which is good to see. <laughs> my leading try scorer though is Tommy Turbo. We're going to see a theme, I think, in some of my picks. But um, I think um, as long it's always an asterisk. As long as he stays fit, I, I think he's going to do damage. Um, so I've gone with Tommy Turbo. Um, Next on up, we've got leading point scorer. Um, I'll go first this time. Continuing my theme, I've gone with Ruben Garrick. Um, Tommy Turbo is going to be scoring all those tries, and Garrick's going to be knocking all the conversions. So it just makes sense to put them together. Um, who did you put? Before I put uh, go with who I put, I think Brad's officially coming out as a closet Manly fan tonight. It's um, horrible to say, but I think it's true. <laughs> I put Nathan Cleary. Nathan, I think the the Panthers will travel well again this year, and and as far as goal kickers in the NRL go, Nathan Cleary's right up there. So, again, like you said, as long as Nathan stays fit, I think he's right up there. See, I'm playing 4D chess because I thought of that, and then I thought of Origin and going. Ruben Garrick's not going to play Origin. Good so, call. Um, but yeah, um, I also said Charlie Staines would be leading try scorer last year, and I think he scored like three. So. Um, Minor premiers, who did you put for your minor premiers? Off the back of Nathan Cleary's efforts, the Panthers. Panthers. Um, I've gone with Manly. <laughs> Give me my team. I'm three from three. Um, yeah, I'm just I've jumped on the, the bandwagon. And um before we get on to uh before we get on to the, the minor premierships, you've got uh, you you've you've done points and uh try scorers. What about uh, yeah. your top top uh, top tackler? Oh, Ooh. so Jaden Braley was last year with a thousand and thirty-six. Jeez, that's a lot of tackles. That's a lot of tackles. Brad, I don't know. <laughs> it's that's a really hard one. I was trying to. I, I'll go with Damian Cook. Yeah, because I was going to say, isn't Braley injured for a good yeah. portion of the year uh, this coming season? Yeah, I'll go with so McCulloch. Jaden or Blake. Because there's, there's, there were two 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 Brailies there in the top in the top three, Jaden, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Um, hold on, I'm typing this in, so we've actually got a record since you threw this call curve at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who'd you go with, McCulloch, Richie? Yeah. Uh, Chris Perv says uh, most sin bins jazz. Yeah. Yeah, probably. they'd probably be up there. They'd probably be up there. Um, now that and, they'll probably, isn't there. and they'll probably all be bad refereeing decisions as well. Yeah. 
Um, so we did our minor premiers, right? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yep. You yeah. went manly. Right. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, next one I had was signing of the year. Um, uh, who did you go with first? Nico. Nico Hines, I believe. Yeah. I, I, he looked so good for the Storm last year. And I think coming to the Sharks, who have had a number of good signings and a change in coach, uh, I think Nico is going to prove to be a really good signing. I think he might he might really help the Sharks back up into the top eight this year. He's no Sean Johnson, but hey. Yeah. Um, I was really close on Nico as well. Um, yeah. But I've gone with Aaron Penny. Um, I really like him, and everyone knows on this show I like my front rowers. Um, but I think he's got a lot of talent and will really make a difference for the Warriors this year. And, yeah, that was there was a lot of changes like Adam Reynolds and things like that. But um, I just I thought he he's young and hungry, he comes from the storm. Um, mm. So that's what I've gone with. But I think you might be on the money with that pick, unfortunately, with Nico. Um, it all depends how the Sharks go, I guess. Uh, next one, Wooden Spoon. Um, we'll continue that. Tra Dragons. Um, I know they just won. They just beat the Rabbitohs. Um, but I switched from hating Manly with a passion to hating the Dragons. I don't remember why, but it just happened. Um, and um, I've seen some Dragons fans have come out saying they're going to win the whole thing. Um, I don't see them making the top eight. And... I think potentially the Tigers will be wooden spoon if I was getting off my hatred, but um, I'm going to stick with the Dragons. Um, I think they've got a lot of good players that are injury prone, so I'm going to say they're going to lose some guys to injury and fall apart. Who'd you pick? Well, no one's surprised you went with Dragons, first of all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I've gone with the Knights. I think the Knights, although they... Yeah, and Chris agrees with me. He's put Spooncastle. I think so yeah. too. I think you know they've they've lost Mitchell Pierce and they haven't really got a got a, a replacement in the same caliber. So, and I think they struggled when he was injured last year. So you know, if they're avoiding the spoon this year, I think Kaylin Ponger is doing some really great things. But I think even with Kaylin there, the Knights are really going to struggle. For me, it was a three-way pick between Knights, Tigers, and Cowboys. But, yeah, if I yeah. were to choose one, I'll, I'll put Knights. Yeah, I think Knights, Cowboys, Tigers are the, the three favourites. But, yeah, I'm going with my Dragons still. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, the fact, going back to your Knights, and the fact that they are moving heaven and earth to try to get Anthony Milford there now shows how desperate they are um, because no one wanted um milford a few months ago he it looked like he was going to be a bricklayer um until he got thrown a lifeline so the fact that they're desperately screaming um for him now um just shows the trouble they're they're going to be in um next one uh we had our grand final picks um this one is actually one we both picked a team together um but we'll go with you first who is your grand final do you want my biased or unbiased one uh, you're unbiased because you're going to say Warriors. And win. <laughs> so my unbiased one, I went Panthers versus the Roosters. Yeah, uh, it pains me to say it. I think the Roosters will will have a 
a bounce back year this year and i think they went quite well last year despite the the massive injury toll so i think if they have a year this year where they're staying you know relatively injury free i think they'll be very dangerous yeah and um i've gone with seagulls versus panthers um keeping my 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 trend going but um I think it's still, like I said with the first one with leading try scorer, it's just an all asterisk. If Tommy Turbo stays healthy this year, I find it hard for a lot of teams to beat Manly because he just gives them that much of a boost. Um, mm. But it's I, I feel like you could do a combination of um, Seagulls, Panthers, Roosters, Rabbitohs, uh, or five, and the Storm. Is that any of those five? you could say that's the grand final and it probably wouldn't surprise a lot of people. Um, they're kind of like the five teams in my mind that I think are genuine title contenders from day dot. Um, you think Rabbitohs are still in the conversation even without Reynolds? They're more on the outer. Um, mm. No Benji, no Reynolds, no Bennett. Um, mm. I still think they're, they're going to be a team that's going to be hard to beat. Um but I wouldn't put them on that Panthers, Storm, Roosters level um, yeah. or, or the Mighty Manly. Um, so, yeah. Um, next one was Dally M. Uh, no surprise that I've gone with Tommy Turbo um, for all the reasons for everything else. If he's healthy, um, I feel like there's no one else in the game um, that has such an influence on the team and the result. And it's those types of players that always get the Delhi in points. So um, that's my pick. Um, I see your pick, and I was very close to picking him myself. So yeah. who was your pick? He's gone close a couple of times now, but I think this year he will do it, Nathan Cleary. Uh, and he'll also be State of Origin Man of the Series with a resounding oh, I, Origin victory. I didn't, I didn't even think about Origin because I don't want to right now. So we'll leave. I'm not even going to bother doing that. But our last ones, um, you wanted to do with our top eight. So I'll let you go first. I looked. Our top eights are the same but different, kind of. Mm. Um, but I'll let you go with yours first. Okay. Number one and minor premiers, the Panthers, two Roosters, Number three, Storm. Four, Manly. There you go, Brad. I put them in the yep. top four. That'll please you. Thank you. Thank Five, you. Rabbitohs. Six, Sharks on the up from last year. Seven, Raiders. Eight, Warriors. Although I, I did write that Raiders one in before I saw that Fogarty's injured for a, a good portion of the year. So, yeah. In my head, I'm swapping Warriors around with Raiders. There you go. Yep. See, now I was lucky because that would have affected my Raiders pick if I had them in my top eight, but I didn't already. So um, Simon says Storm versus Roosters will be the grand final. So um, he agrees with you on the Roosters and disagrees with both of us that the Storm will be there. Um, it's a, yeah, another one. You tell me you're in a time machine, you say that's the final. It doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, my top eight. Um, so this is probably how it's actually going to look, Richie, if you want to take notes. Um, number, one, number one, I've got the Sea Eagles. Uh, number two, I've got the Panthers. Number three, I've got the Rabbitohs, because I forgot they lost all those people. <laughs> um, four, I've got the Storm. Um, fifth, I've got the Roosters. 
Sixth, I've got the Eels. Seventh, I've got the Warriors. And eighth, I've got the Sharks. Um, yeah, it's very hard. I feel that top five, I feel, is going to be the top five. Uh, might not be in that order, but they'll be the top five teams, I think. Um, mm. and, yep. But like we I saw th- last season, where you kind of had four or five teams and then the last three were being fought by the rest of the competition. I think being realistic, the Eels will probably be in there instead of Raiders. Uh, I just dislike the Eels, so I, I couldn't bring myself to include them. It's nice to see we look at this with bias instead of trying to look at it um, <laughs> proper. But yep. it's it's what makes us us. It's um yeah, it's always hard. Um, I would say that my top eight is probably very similar to how it was last year, and clearly looking at it there. Um, there's some teams that made it that I didn't think would. So, um, yeah, we'll be interesting to see. And uh, like I said before, Richard decided to join us today. We'll keep a note of all of these. So when we come into the review at the end of the year, we can actually see how close we were. Um, the top eight ones are probably a, a bit better um, to see how close we were because um, some of them are just, well, and that and top try score, I guess, those are easy to pick out, but. Um, it'll be interesting to see if we actually know what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, you, you, the, the top six, you, I think you had both as the top six still there again next year. So it's just a couple of changes around that mid-table that you, that yeah. you think is going to happen this year. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see. Maybe some of those good teams will completely fall off. We don't know. Hopefully. Um, hopefully. But um, that brings us to the end of this show, so I'll just no, give no, you no, a, no, no, no. a couple of things first. Let's just see if we can um, uh, just because uh, I'm going to zoom in there on your on your screen as uh, Mark says he's loving the pics on your calendar there, Brad. Oh, yes, um, um, yes. The they, the NRL, um, they the Warriors and everyone they make calendars, and I couldn't get a Warriors calendar this year um, because they were sold out everywhere. So I got one made myself, um, where I've picked my own pictures um i've got all the games actually on it printed on it for me and everything as well um and it was cheaper than what it cost to buy a warriors one so um yeah so so brad where can people buy those because also you're printing and selling them now right you can't i don't own the uh the rights to the the images so i can't sell them um without getting myself in trouble so i i made one um for myself oh uh, dear folks um, I, i'm sure brad would, would uh, you know if a thousand dollars or so you can probably get by that so that that, that version off brad um as a, as, as a one-off but uh, he did so uh, have to get in touch with him directly and uh, we'll see see what bids you can get in on that on on that uh, on that calendar I, I love making merch for myself to wear and not letting anyone else have it other than richie with the the beanie that he's got there um so I need a right. so I need an Ingersley bucket hat. I mean, where's come on, come on, I man. Only, I only got beanies right now. Um, I haven't even got a cap yet. I, I want a cap, but um, yeah, it costs a lot of money just to give myself clothing to wear. Um, um, and, and Chris asked whether there's going to be any home games this year. Now the boards are open. Uh, we talked about this at the very beginning of the show, but Brad, I'm sure you can give you a quick update on that. Yeah. So right now it's looking like the last four home games should be at Mount Smart. Um, with all the fingers and toes crossed that nothing else develops. Um, originally, it was meant to be the first five, but um, the game against the Panthers 
is on the wrong side of when the everything had opened up. And I spoke with Paul before we went live that Cameron George was quoted saying, technically they could bring all their games to Mount Smart as of now, um, but they can't really play with a crowd. And there's no point in flying two teams to New Zealand to play in an empty stadium. Um, yeah. And it'd be more of a... a a slap in the face to New Zealand fans. If you're like, we're bringing the boys home, watch it on Sky. Um, so it's, yeah, I think it's, uh, they, they're kind of up in the air. They're, they're keeping themselves fluid and going, rolling with whatever happens. But yeah, as of now, last four games should be at Mount Smart, um, hopefully. And um, I made the, the incorrect um, allegation that I would make it to more Mount Smart games new this year with the Mount Pacifica. Um, but that's uh, but I didn't realize that this Friday's game is actually in Dunedin, it's not in Mount Smart, so uh, I guess that's that's a game I'm, I, I thought I was going to go to, but um, so yes, yeah, so I could be I could draw with you on four games each. We'll have to see yeah. who uh, who makes it to more games at Mount Smart this year, <laughs> me with Moana Pacifica or you with the Warriors. Um, we're having to, yeah, see, see, see if COVID will be kind to us or not. It still hurts that rugby union's been played in Mount Smart more. Than the Warriors in the past two and a half years, it, it breaks yeah. my heart. Doesn't but, seem um, right. But oh, yeah, I think they, had, I think they had one game last year, which was Samoa versus Tonga, and that was about it. But, anyway. but they, had, they had the All Blacks first Tonga there too, didn't they? Oh, yeah. versus, sorry. Oh, yes, yeah, so you're right. You're right. Yeah. See, um, I know you don't watch a lot of Union there, Paul, but uh, just do your research a bit, you know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, oh, the, the All Blacks don't give me a media pass, you see. Whereas I've got a media pass to to to, uh, to Samoa versus Tom. That's true. I get it. Like no one wants to go and watch or play at Eden Park. It's a horrible ground. So um, I'm not surprised that Rugby Union wants to go to Mount Smart because it's the best stadium we have. Um, but yeah, that's it for the show. We'll do a quick rundown, Richie, of what we're going to do next week. So I guess next week's probably our basically our first official episode of the year um there won't be any games um to review but we'll be able to do our round one preview and start our tipping competition that i won last year if everyone remembers um we'll see if you can continue your success of winning the the post um the series tipping um but and, and origin as well and origin yes yeah don't forget that. So, 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 Brad, you're saying you were the minor premiership, whereas Richie was the finals winner. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll do that and cover any news that we see. Um, we'll also discuss the the women's comp because we're two, almost two rounds completely through with that now, I believe. Um, I just, yeah, I didn't want to really overload the first show back. So we'll cover a bit more of that next week because we'll have some time. Um, and then we'll also throw in some Super League too, because that's already up and running. Um, and then, of course, asking each other questions and answering questions from all of you. Um, so that'll be next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Before we sign off, anything you want to add, Richie? Oh, not really, Brad. Just it's good to be back, and it's my favourite time of year when footy's starting. So, uh, yeah, it's great to be back with you and 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 having all the all you guys tune in and fire questions our way and, and banter. So look forward to it again next week. Uh, good to have you back, guys. But I'm a bit disappointed we didn't get any of uh, any, any, any any thug life going on. Um, so it's early in the season. That it'll, be, it'll come, mm. I'm sure. Oh, okay. New year, new year, new me, guys. You know, <laughs> got to try to, to 
you, you got to find um, ways to improve yourself, as you guys should probably learn at some point. Sure. But um, I, I did miss the opportunity of doing the uh, Tommy Turbo kind of uh, um, <laughs> man crush that um, the Brad but, clearly, uh, clearly, clearly, clearly has um, with with those picks that he had the he's, he's the best player in the game, you know. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight. Um, and join us on the standoff with Brad and Richie for your weekly update on rugby league. Tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook, or tune in at your convenience um, on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for joining me tonight, Richie, and thanks for, Thank you, for helping us out, Paul. And uh, good night, everyone. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.